You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Let's have a look at the State of the Nation address through the eyes of Nazmira Muller, Head of SA Investments at Investec Asset Management, becoming 91 in Cape Town. What a refreshing speech it was. I mean, a good deal of trepidation preceded it, but I actually quite enjoyed it after the soap opera of the initial 45 minutes, Nazmira. Hi, Lindsay. I I like the acknowledgement of the issues, the fact that we haven't grown, the causes of the lack of growth, and then the attempt to say, well, these are the things we need to do over the course of the next one to five years to address it. Um, I think there's still a lot of concern around whether there will actually be any delivery because that has been South Africa's weakness, that lack of delivery. But I agree. I think it was a refreshing speech. It really was. And the thing I liked, I mean, I've been assessing it, having spoken to a couple of other commentators this morning, I'm assessing it. And what I liked the most was the uh, on the expenditure side, in other words, reining it in. Give me your analysis of that. Yeah. So I think there was a very clear assessment that the current fiscal stance is not sustainable, that expenditure is just way too high, and more importantly, that the composition of expenditure is very problematic. There's too much money being spent on wages, not enough money being spent on infrastructure, and that needs to be dealt with. So the diagnosis is absolutely spot on. The question is whether the medication can be administered, whether the public sector wage bill can actually be reined in over the course of the next three years. That is what we need to see evidence of this year. Okay, you've used a medical reference there. Do you think that the patient will accept the medication? I think that's the key point. And when I say the patients, I mean the unions and the public sector workforce. Um, Well, the patient is South Africa as a whole. And the public sector workforce is meant to be helping not hurting the patient and currently they are doing more harm than good with the wage bill and the low productivity and lack of service delivery so all of these things need to be addressed holistically but the first thing is public sector wages have grown well above private sector wages over the course of the last five years this needs to reverse can it be implemented i don't know and i think what we're seeing in terms of the market reaction is um, that similar uncertainty. Everybody's waiting to see what plays out first in the budget. So what will Finance Minister Tito Mboweni put in the budget? Uh, There clearly has been no um, agreement reached with unions as yet, but will he put lower wage growth into the budget as a clear signal that this is the plan? Or will they say, well, we haven't agreed anything, so we have to keep the numbers the same? I personally would go with the former. I would make a very strong statement saying this is where the discussion is. This is what we are aiming for. And hopefully that will include this year's wages, not just um, the coming years. Because the other option for the government is if they cannot agree lower wage growth, then they need to agree. Well, then they need to unilaterally implement job cuts which is not what we want to see in this economy at this point in time. But the government needs to be prepared to do it to ensure that the unions are willing to accept the lower wage growth. You just mentioned Tito Mbueni, the finance minister, who delivers his budget speech on the 26th of February at 2 o'clock South African time, and it's going to be eagerly anticipated. Even I, who normally shuns these type of events and starting to get a little bit uh, tingly about seeing what he's going to come up with for us. But how much of the, the hand of Tito was behind this State of the Nation address, do you suppose? I think he was certainly involved. There were 
tweets I understand. I'm not an avid Twitter follower, but those are my colleagues that are told me they were tweets the night before of Tito working on the speech with the president. So he clearly had um, significant input. Whether he was in accord with all of it, I doubt, because there are always going to be things that he will disagree with. But I I don't think that the major areas on the budget um, have any... um, disagreement between the finance minister and the president at this point in time. A sovereign wealth fund to me is something that is uh, created because of excess cash that it needs something to do with. For example, the Norwegian sovereign wealth fund has more than one trillion US dollars in its bank account and it does an awful lot of good for Norway as a nation. Now, unfortunately, South Africa doesn't have the luxury of having money sloshing around that it needs to find a home for. So what is your view on the sovereign wealth fund proposal? Because I've used the analogy that it's like we're building a wall, but we don't know how to pay for it or we'll get somebody else to pay for it, if you see what I mean. I think State of the Nation addresses are a combination of practicality and things that need to be implemented in the near future and aspirations. I would firmly lump the Sovereign Wealth Fund, the State Bank and some of the sector plans that were discussed into the aspiration bucket. So I'm not too worried about it. I think getting overly concerned about the need, the desire to establish one is a distraction. I think all the more substantive points in the president's speech are what I would focus on. Yes, it's a nice idea. There's sovereign wealth funds and previous speeches, NHI and now State Bank as well, which I think has been uh, not a pet or a plaything of Tito Mbaweni. But just again, let's go to the State Bank idea. What is, what is your take on that one? What's it for? Can it be established? So the rationale behind the state bank was to fund projects that the commercial banks were not funding. Um, Can it be established? Sure. I tend to think we already have a couple, the Development Bank of South Africa, the Land Bank, um, all our state banks. They just have very narrow mandates in terms of what they fund. Um, Establishing a broader state bank that would take deposits from citizens and make loans um, to the general population is an option. I don't think it's needed. I don't think that there are financially viable loans that are not being funded by the commercial banks at this point in time. So I'm not sure why we need a state bank, but it's possible to do. Okay. Outside of that, there's all sorts of talk about rail networks and gender violence and a multitude of things which were all, I I thought, rather worthy. What caught your eye outside of the mainstream stuff that we've already mentioned? Um, I think the fact that there were timelines put on delivery for certain um, government services. And when I talk about this, they're talking about... um, the timeline for water licenses that was agreed. Um, The fact that there is now a timeline agreed for um, electricity generation licenses of 120 days, water licenses of 90 days. I think that is refreshing, the fact that they they have a clear target that they will be measured against, because otherwise um, the Minister of Minerals could take years to grant a electricity generation license or apparently we don't need a license anymore to generate your own power just a registration certificate I'm not sure what the difference is but because government still has a say on it and can still hold it up but apparently this is easier so we need to see tangible progress on making it easier to do business to get things done and the fact that the president's speech laid out timelines for some of the key 
obstacles, I thought was great to see. I think the realization from the government that the private sector is going to be necessary for infrastructure spending um, was also good. And the fact that SAA was cited as a poster child for state capture. Thank goodness that realization finally seems to have um, landed. And now they need to restructure it, which will mean um, moving beyond the rhetoric of last weekend and actually cutting roots to make it a more sustainable entity. Um, so those were two of the areas that I, that I found quite promising. And did you like the honesty, the refreshing honesty? In other words, the President of the Republic of South Africa standing up and saying, we're in trouble here. And he used the word dire on a couple of occasions, I think it was. Did you like that? Of course I like that. It goes back to diagnosing the problem, saying our economy has not grown for over 10 years. Um, I think all of that is very necessary. We're not in denial, Lindsay, but I don't think we, we have been in denial um, over the last 18 months of the problems. But, but this was a very stark acknowledgement of the issues. The way to go forward, though, is actually taking the steps to actually implement this opening up of electricity generation um, to actually implement the economic reforms that the National Treasury's document proposed, um, the document they released last year, September. We need to see implementation we need to move beyond the speech to implementation. That is what is critical now. Exactly, and that's what we haven't had in the past. We've had lots of goodwill and platitudes put forward, but when we sit down and actually try to cut through the bureaucracy, the layers of bureaucracy, the layers of applications, and the vested interests, then we come up against several brick walls. Do you think this time we might be able to do it? Do you think when people sit down today within the ruling party, they'll say, yes, we like this, we're willing to buy in? The history of South Africa is that when we are near the precipice, we seem to pull back and do sensible things. And unfortunately, we are very near the precipice financially and fiscally at this point in time. So I would hope that history will repeat itself and we will again um, resort to rational policies that result in long-term growth and job creation in the country. Yeah, you know what we're like? We're like the person that's been at university, and I won't mention who it is, for three years, and then in the last three months starts to cram for the exams at the end of that three-year <laughs> degree course. South Africa is just like that, pulling itself back from the brink. What about the, the final question? What about the rating agency that is making its assessment on March the 27th, i.e. Moody's? Do you think it will be sitting there quietly nodding and saying, yes, we like this? I think it was a good step. I think we get, they're going to need to see more substance in the budget. So if you do see lower expenditure growth, 150 billion rands taken out of expenditure over the next three years, um, then I think they will stay on hold at their March ratings assessment. Gosh, I hope so. Nazmira, thanks so much for your analysis. That's Nazmira Muller, the head of SA Investments at Investec Asset Management, becoming 91 in Cape Town. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.